Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. 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 A fun and conversational show where two coaches teach you about anxiety, panic, and PTSD. And how you can overcome them for life. Aloha. Welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Ryan, and today I have with me a very special co-host, Coach Rachel. And Rachel Coleman is one of our regular coaches, and I'm excited to have her with me today because we're going to answer one of our listeners' questions that was sent in through the email. But before we get started, I want to take a moment to thank you all for being here week after week and podcast after podcast. And I hope you are enjoying the growing library of podcasts. There's over 180 of them at this point. And I hope that they are helping you and keeping you um, on track in between our usual podcasts. The other thing you can do in between is to join our Facebook group. We have a big Facebook group. Uh, just go on there and search for Anxiety Coaches Podcast. We'll pop up and just ask to join. We'd love to have you there. If you need more than the wonderful library of podcasts and the ever-active Facebook group, you can always contact us for more information on our one-on-one -on -one coaching and our group coaching. We also have uh, text and email coaching, which can either be added onto uh, a one-on-one -on -one coaching kind of plan, or you can do that just alone. So again, just send us an email. Let us know what it is you're looking for, what you're dealing with, and we'll be sure to point you in the right direction. And if you're enjoying these podcasts, please take a moment to go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We are loving those. I am loving reading those. I should probably post those on Twitter or something because your words are just wonderful. Thank you. All right, Coach Rachel, how are you? Doing well. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Glad to be back uh, on. You know, we get these questions that come in, and I thought, what better way to handle them than to have another coach on with me to talk about them. So I'm going to read uh, an anonymous uh, email question, and um, I'm hoping that, Rachel, you'll just jump right in with me. How do you feel about that? Sounds good. Okay. The question goes, love your podcast. I know that you have touched on guilt with intrusive thoughts before, but I was hoping you might address another aspect of it, which may fall more under the OCD spectrum. It's in regards to the compulsion of reassurance, seeking, feeling, the need to confess the intrusive thoughts so as to lessen the internal anxiety. For a lot of people with intrusive thoughts, they know how to categorize these thoughts as irrational and put them temporarily on a shelf. But oftentimes, many feel relief when confessing them. This is a way to be reassured they aren't bad people. While this temporarily relieves the stress, sooner or later, another intrusive thought will rear its head, ugly head, and the anxiety cycle reassurance seeking will start up again. 
I would love to hear your insights on whether confessing bad thoughts is recommended or not. A lot of people suffer with this, suffering with this, believe they are fraudulent in some way by not confessing or that they are secretly evil or going crazy. Confessing, however, is often extremely damaging to relationships. Is it okay to withhold thoughts you know aren't aligned with your value system from your partner? I'm having a lot of stress over this, and I feel I need to break up with my boyfriend because he would want to leave if he knew some of my thoughts. So I thought I would rather just save him the time. Also, even though this disorder is more prevalent with people that were raised in a religious setting, I was not. I am completely agnostic and simply suffer with an overactive guilt complex. Would love your insights. Thanks so much. That's quite a great question. What do you think, Rachel, about that one? It is. There's actually a lot of things um, going into this question. Um, Yeah. The first thing that I want to point out, you know, we're talking about intrusive thoughts. Um, which basically means that they don't mean anything, you know, Mm -hmm. they're, um, you know, everybody has intrusive thoughts on a daily basis. I've worked with um, quite a few people that have intrusive thoughts and they don't mean anything to the person that we are. Um, That guilt comes from us taking the intrusive thought and holding it as if that's how we actually feel or that's how we would actually act or that's something that we would actually do. Um, and, and it's just, it's just not true. Um, the intrusive thoughts are, are untrue. So I'm seeing where, you know, her biggest issue is that, do I confess? Do I not confess? Um, and my thing is you wouldn't be confessing anything. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. You haven't done anything. Um, and just like I said before, you know, take wholeheartedly knowing that, you know, we have thoughts come in and out of our brain all day long. Some are odd, some are weird, some are scary, and they're they're just thoughts. They don't mean that we're going to act on anything, you know, and and we need to know that that's what they are. So it's not really confession. It seems like to me that this person you know, need somebody to confide in, need somebody to talk to about about how they're feeling, you know, because this is something that is stressing them out and causing them anxiety. Um, so the first thing that that I would say is it's good to have a supportive person that you can go and talk to. Um, right. And that supportive person would be somebody that's that's positive and understands that these are just intrusive thoughts. These are not things that you know, this person necessarily wants to do. And, and, you know, she doesn't really talk about what those intrusive thoughts are. Um, But I've worked with some people who have had, you know, intrusive thoughts, you know, surrounding hurting their children. Um, They didn't want to hurt their children. You actually hear it a lot. Mothers have that a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I I worked with a a gentleman um, early on in my coaching um, and that was every single bit of his anxiety was from these intrusive thoughts over hurting his children. And what it boiled down to was his kids were what he held the most precious in his life. He would not want anything to happen to them. So the worst possible thing that, that could happen in his mind was him doing something 
harmful to them, which is something he would never do. It's not anything he would ever act on. Um, you know, so we, we have to, you know, understand that this is not necessarily telling us how we feel or telling us who we are. These are just thoughts. That's all that they are. So there's no need to confess. Now, I do think that it's healthy to have a supportive person to talk to um, as you're going through anxiety, whether it be, you know, having intrusive thoughts, having health anxiety, social anxiety, travel anxiety, whatever, what have you. It's good mm-hmm. to have a supportive person, um, you know, to talk to that way that we can let it out. But, you know, I think that it's it's not a confession. You haven't done anything wrong. You know, I think that that needs to be said, you know, you haven't done anything wrong. And, you know, our thoughts, when we have those things pop in and out, um, you know, it, it, it's no different than, you know, being on the side of a mountain or a big hill or something and mm-hmm. just being like, what if I just fell? You know what I'm saying? Of course, yeah. we're not going to jump off the mountain. We're not going to no. jump off the ladder or any of those things. But we have that that sudden thought come into our head because it's fear provoking you know um and and what what this this lady is going through I think is she is internalizing um having fear over something um like I said she doesn't specifically say what it is that she's having but it doesn't really matter she's having fear over something and though her brain is coming up with these negative thoughts um that don't need to be internalized. Um, they just need to be left as exactly what they are, just thoughts. But it's okay to talk with people about it. You know, I think that, you know, that's that's one of the best ways to deal with something is to have somebody that you can go to, um, you know, to bounce, you know, things off people. You know, when we have a bad dream, um, and I'm, I know everybody probably listening has had a bad dream and they did something in their dream that they would never do in real life. Exactly. What, what's the first thing that we do? Call mom, call our best friend, tell our husband, you know, right. yeah. because we just want to get it out. It's in our brain and we want to get it out. So, so that's why it, it feels so good to talk about it, you know, in any stressful situation, anxiety situation that we're going through, it feels good to literally let it out of our brain and out of our mouth and let go of it, you know? Right. So, um, you know, I, I would say to you, if, if I was having a coaching session with this person, you know, I would let her know and reassure her that you don't have anything to confess. Um, you are more, more than welcome to talk with somebody about these things, but don't feel guilty about them because there's nothing to feel guilty about. Right. Right. And I think this really points out she's really bringing very much to light the whole concept of the the thoughts are not real. Like her thinking and she doesn't get specific. She just says confessing bad thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, Having a thought that is bad obviously means it goes against your value system. Mm -hmm. It's just a thought. It's like all the, like the one you mentioned when you're standing on a cliff of Mm -hmm. thinking, Oh, what would wonder, what if I jumped? Like Mm -hmm. how many times people have had that? They haven't jumped. They just had the thought, Mm -hmm. right? Probably every person listening has had something like that. Yeah. And you know, Rachel, very long time ago, I can remember how relieved I was. It was actually a friend that said this to me, but she's a psychiatrist, psychiatric nurse practitioner who'd been in practice for many, many, many years. And when she told me 
about the thoughts that people share with her uh, and that, you know, how they weren't real. Like, this is a long time ago. I remember that was like somebody turned the lights on for me mm-hmm. because we do, when we are in the anxiety loop, we are believing every thought that's going through. Mm-hmm. And we get to decide now. which ones we want to spend our time with and just like seeds, which ones we want to water mm-hmm. and which ones we want to just let rot. Exactly. Because they're not, yeah, exactly. we put the value on them. Mm-hmm. And, and that and these are those intrusive thoughts. If I love how you bring that up, if you're calling them bad thoughts, then you're already telling yourself this is not something that you believe in. This is not something that you're go that you're going to do because you recognize them as something bad. Um, so I love that you bring that up, and 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 I hope that brings some comfort to um, to the person that wrote this. Um, and also, I, I I was uh, wanted to talk and address. Um, she talks about, um, you know, her boyfriend and um, all of this guilt from these things that mean nothing, um, you know, is causing her to think, you know, maybe she needs to leave this person because she's too afraid to let that out to this person, you know. And I would say, you know, go to a supportive person, you know, that that's neutral if you feel like that you have to. But I also want her to understand that, you know, she doesn't have anything to feel guilty about. So it's not going to be the same reaction if her boyfriend, you know, can understand that these are intrusive thoughts. You know, if she brings it up in conversation where, you know, these things aren't real, this is just some crazy things that I've been thinking, you know, that type of thing, you know, it might not be as bad um, as what she might think because everybody has intrusive thoughts. You know, everybody right. can can kind of recognize that. But I think she needs to go kind of with her gut feeling and maybe find a close friend, um, close family member, you know, somebody that she can talk with um, and feel comfortable with to be able to just say, hey, I've been having these, you know, these things. And I'm sure what she'll find is other people will, you know, hey, I've had those thoughts before, too. The difference is, you know, typically people don't, oh, I'm actually going to do that. You know? Right. We don't yeah. actually jump off the bridge. We don't actually jump off the mountain. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. So, and I know a lot of other people, you know, just people who don't even suffer from anxiety tell me, you know, they'll be driving down the road and be like, what if I just swerved for a little bit? You know, and it's just, a, of course, you're not going to. But our right. brain recognizes that car coming down the road as, you know, a potential, you know, a potential risk, you know, which induces right. that fear response, which induces, you know, us having these thoughts. Most people just let it leave it at that. Oh, that was a weird feeling, you know, and go on about right. it. When we're dealing with anxiety, we tend to, you know, take that and focus on it and keep it as our focus um, and internalize it. That's that's where the biggest the biggest issue is, is that we internalize these bad and negative thoughts that we're having that don't need to be internalized at all. Right. And it's because as a human being, we're already wired, you know, for negative things to stick to us like Velcro and positive to just slide off us. I mean, that's just the way we're wired. And then when you add anxiety onto it, because, you know, as human beings, the way the reason we survived is because we learned to pay attention to fearful, scary things. Um, But, you know, now we are 
morphing and moving forward, evolving and needing to deal with different kinds of issues. Mm-hmm. And one of the things when we have anxiety is everything is amplified, meaning the negative side. Oh, yeah. The negative side is so amplified that we almost forget that we could ever even have a positive thought. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, so of course we would believe something like that because mm-hmm. everything Everything is so big and so scary, and that's what anxiety is, one scary negative thought after another that we are attaching to versus um, making a conscious decision on what to believe and what to act on um, and what to let go. Now, people with anxiety aren't acting on their thoughts. They're just... They're just living with the the churning inside. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Constant fear of them, which keeps that anxiety right loop going. Fear, adrenaline, fear cycle. Mm -hmm. So um, the best way out, Rachel, let's give some thoughts to, uh, besides her talking to somebody else, what would you have her work on on her own? Well, I would start with with having her work on those negative thoughts and recognizing (laughs) that they were negative or that they are false negative thoughts Um, and paying attention to that. Something that I did um, early on in my road to recovery was I paid attention for the negative thoughts because I didn't, um, I I, I thought, okay, I'm going to start this. It's not going to be as bad. And it was horrible. Like I wrote them down and I was like, good Lord, I think this all day long, you know, in paying attention to them and recognizing them and being able to label them for exactly what they are. Untrue. Mm-hmm. They're untrue. Right. Um, you know, so I would, I would start working with her on this guilt association that she does have with the intrusive thoughts by breaking that, um, mm-hmm. you know, by allowing her to realize that they're not true. These aren't mm-hmm. things that she's going to do. She's already recognizing, like you pointed out earlier, that these these are negative, they're bad. There's something that's against clearly her belief system if they're calling them if she's calling them bad thoughts. So mm-hmm. I would work with her on on breaking that cycle um, and turning those those negative thoughts, um, just turning you know away from them, letting them go, letting them come and go as thoughts are supposed to. Um, yeah. Instead of keeping them there, um, you know, with the guilt. Once we're able to let that guilt go, we just let that thought come in and. And then we let it right back out like it's supposed to, you know, because intrusive thoughts are going to come. They come to to everyday people, not just people that suffer from anxiety disorders. Right. Um, yeah, everybody them gets go them. And change yeah. that reaction that she has towards them with with the guilt. Um, but she's she's very, very in tune. You know, she even recognizes the anxiety and cycle and the reassur- reassurance. Um the thing is, if she doesn't need reassurance from anybody else, that she's not going to do anything. Right. She, you know, I would work with her very much on, you know, positively looking at the fact that she recognizes those things as bad. That way she re- can reassure herself. Oh, that was a right. weird thought and leave it, leave it at that, you know, exactly. <laughs> Just let go of it because there's nothing anybody needs to reassure you on. I think it's, you know, when we have those thoughts and we internalize them and, and and we don't see them for what they are, we're the only person who can reassure ourselves, you know, that this is nothing. And it really gets. That's, that's right. all it is. Those, 
those negative thoughts. I mean, we even have positive thoughts that are nothing, you know, I would love right. to be in, Ohio, in Hawaii with you right now. I could sit back and talk about the beach, but it's not going to happen. It's, that's right. It's not it's happening. Like old Kentucky, you know? right. So it's, it's you, just all about, you know, learning to recognize those thoughts as they come. Um, mm-hmm. And then changing our reaction towards them, you know, and yeah. over time that that guilt will go away um, and opening up, I think, is 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 a huge thing. You know, talking with somebody about it, because I don't I'm not so sure that that she is from the email. Um, yeah. And, you know, when we keep things inside, you know, we don't have a support person to talk to. Um, things can kind of build up when we're all alone with it because somebody else would be able to say, oh, you know, hey, I've had weird thoughts like that before, too, you know. Um, yeah. And understanding that I myself, I'm sure you have, you know, pretty much everybody yep. here listening has had these intrusive thoughts before. It's completely normal. Completely yeah, normal. Completely normal. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. That's where a little bit of professional support could be helpful because she is sounding like it's too much to talk to her boyfriend yeah. about actually yeah. even thinking of breaking up with him first so to avoid telling him because he would leave anyway mm-hmm. and then um so maybe of course maybe it is not our mate and that is fine mm-hmm. it's okay to talk to people outside of your uh, relationship to ease into your own healing and so maybe not a trusted friend even or a family member but um, she said she wasn't religious, but she, there could be a counselor or maybe a therapist, somebody you don't even have to go see a lot, but somebody right. you could just share that with um, and not so much get the reassurance or even a coach um, like you and I do to share with a trusted person, mm-hmm. not so much for reassurance, but to let it out, like you exactly. said, because so leaving that. it in ourselves, because we do have to learn our own self that that is, we can just tell ourselves that was a weird thought. Mm-hmm. A couple of podcasts ago, I did um, a, medit- a very short meditation idea of sitting in an auditorium and having um, actors walk across the stage one at a time as and the actors are your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And like there's going to be some, there's going to be all kinds that walk mm-hmm. across that stage. But just like you said, Rachel, they come in and then they walk I'll across and they exit. Mm-hmm. They come across and they go. And we can decide which ones we want to pay attention to. We can let yep. some of them just walk right on by. Absolutely. And that is a great practice that you can just do a couple of times a day, especially if you're having intrusive thoughts. Just see yourself in the audience watching these quote, weird thoughts mm-hmm. or weird actors walking across. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have anything to do with who you are. Mm-hmm. So I hope this is helpful for her. And I hope that anybody else li- listening out there who has some of these um, intrusive thoughts that that seem like they are real, just mm-hmm. to have that remembering that they're not real. Maybe you can find someone to talk to about it mm-hmm. and to see them as only thoughts. Mm-hmm. Any last words on that, Rachel? No, I think we I think we've covered it um, covered it pretty well. Um, just wish her her luck in the future, and just remember, there's no reason to be guilty. No right. reason no to be guilty guilt. for something that we all do every every day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
I hope we have normalized it for you. Yes. <laughs> because Rachel and I have had these thoughts. Oh, oh yes. And I've worked with so many over the last last year and a couple of months that, that have had these intrusive thoughts. And mm-hmm. it's just all about, you know, getting rid of that guilt that's not necessary to be there at all. Exactly. Yeah. That's just an extra burden for us. Yep. Very good. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for being with us today. It's always a delight to have you on and to let you have a little bit of a voice out there in podcast land. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I enjoy it every time. Great. I hope you will come again. Definitely. All right, everybody. Thanks for being here. And remember, if you want to jump over to our website, it's anxietycoachespodcast.com. If you want to send us an email with a question like this woman did, or if you have a comment for us or want information on our other um, services such as coaching and the group coaching, you can send us an email at anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to those correspondences and appreciate you being here once again. I'll be back in a few days with another show, but until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more at anxietycoachespodcast.com. We'll see you next time.